0: There, there you
1: are. There you are. All right, perfect.
0: I had to turn off my do not disturb. Oh, really? Weird. I don't know why, but oh, very weird. So I can hear you. So I'm just gonna say this right now. I may or may not edit any of this. So I may just start <laughs> it from here because I organically like how this happens. Yeah. So if. If the next few minutes seem awkward to the audience, just deal with it. So Rock and roll. um, So we're going to do two parts of this real quick. First and foremost, let me just do an introduction. You are listening to No Bullshit Blue Collar Podcast. I'm your host, Splash. It is Thursday, the 13th of February of 2020. We're really into this. And on talking Thursday, I wanted to to bring on a, a friend of mine. We talk a lot. Tanner, I'm going to let him introduce himself, but he is one of the most dedicated blue-collar people I know in our industry of painting, but we're going to expand this outside of painting for contractors. But Tanner, how are you this morning, man? How's, how's it going?
1: I'm great, man. I got coffee in my hand. Jobs are going well. Uh, you know, just uh, just delivered a bid, man. It's always great to start a morning that way, but I'm doing great, man. Happy to be here, man. Happy to be a part of uh, your mission and uh, what you got going on, serving our fellow blue collar friends.
0: I appreciate it. Well, for those that don't know you, you've actually, you were on my other show. We have a video podcast called Coffee with Contractors. I, like you, have my coffee because it's a it's a morning routine, like brushing your teeth. Um, and it went well. We got a lot of good feedback. And I, I wanted to bring you on. We're just going to jump into it. I don't care. I said we're going to do two episodes, which we will, but I'm just going to jump into it. The biggest question I get on my podcast, which is really weird, is... Building your brand, building your business, and how much do you spend on marketing? Well, well I love this lot. question <laughs> for you and for me. But the reason I just so the audience kind of has an idea of why I brought you on is you have a different mindset of this, and I have a different mindset. I agree with yours, and I would hope that you kind of agree with mine, but we have different ways of doing this. So without me talking more than I need to, Explain to people who you are and what you've built for yourself, your brand. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, uh, hey, everyone has a different way of doing things. We have different backgrounds. You know, I came up, uh, my my work life did not start in blue collar. It really was never supposed to be that way. Actually, my dad did it early on, but I never thought I would take this on as my career. Um, I've been in banking. I've managed restaurants. I've sold life insurance. I sold cars. So I have this really uh, this this laundry list of business experience that when you take all that business experience, specifically uh, sales, marketing, and management, and you bring it into uh, the blue collar industry, um, you know when you mesh those two, you can really create something unique. And what I realized is is that so many others out there um, lack that. Area just just because they don't have the experience, which is fine. And my mission is to share what I've learned and how I'm merging the two uh, and uh, helping others adapt some of my principles and some of the things that I do to grow my painting business. So my painting business, um, you know, that's my that's my baby. I, I absolutely love uh, house painting. We have uh, you know we're up to ten employees now, um, and I'm a big fan of big teams. So I. Uh, have two crews out of those ten people, and we blast out jobs left and right. We normally do about five to six houses a week, um, and we're touching a million dollars in revenue uh, per year. So yeah, uh, you know, and that's that's this is our this is the start of our fourth year in business. And one thing that I really am am a big um, you know i I'm, I'm, I boast about a lot because I'm very proud of it that everyone that works for me is an employee as opposed to a contractor, and that to me uh, is something that I've worked really hard to create
0: no, that's awesome, and that's exactly this is exactly what I want to have you on because I'm getting away from being the business owner who has employees to subcontracting. It's two different mindsets um and on personal levels, we've talked about it. I just am very micromanaging. And I like to paint still, so that's where my difference is. And and you said that's kind of how your dad was, but I want to clarify something. I'm proud of you for hitting your million dollars, but there's this, there's this. I call it a myth when people talk about, oh, I made a million last year. You're saying your business in itself, the business of X. I, I actually don't remember the name of your painting company, but your, your painting company's making that million. There's still, that's not what you're taking home for you in the revenue right now. I know that's a goal, but, and I appreciate, but like, if you can expand on that, because you see these people on Facebook and Instagram and and everyone and kudos to them if they're making a million, but I really think they mislead the blue collar, this blue collar tribe by telling everyone, Oh yeah, we made a million. And like, then you look at it and it's like that picture doesn't look right. So when you say you're hitting a your million this year, that's encompassing everything that you're doing for the business, including
1: the payout to your employees. So when everyone, someone says that they're hitting a million in sales, it's different for everyone. You know, if mm-hmm. you're subcontracting work, and this is where I get with subcontracting, and I want everyone to understand this. When you subcontract work, if you're doing it the right way, you're essentially pricing out jobs for two businesses that means two entities need to make a profit so you're pricing out your job so you can make a profit and then you're selling that job to a business that needs to make a profit so um your million dollar uh bottom line which is your net profit is going to be a lot lower than a company that has employees because employees cost less. And I think that the biggest strength anyone can take away in business is knowing their numbers. So uh, what I love about the painting business is we can tie costs directly to jobs. So mm-hmm. I can take a job, uh, I'd say that job is $5,000. And I can take the amount of paint that I purchased for that job and subtract that paint from the bottom line. So uh, let's say I spend $500 on paint. So that's $4,500 left on the table. So what's great about job costing is is i'm a big fan of this i do it for every one of my jobs and what i do is is i calculate how many how many hours uh each painter has worked on that job tally it up and subtract that from the bottom line so let's say that was 1500 so that leaves Mm. three grand on the table so the reason why i do this is so i consistently consistently know where i am on every single job uh which also helps me price Future jobs, more accurately knowing where my margins are supposed to be. You follow yeah. me so far. I know it's a lot, man. I'm I'm trying to give as much value. Well, to, let's let's pa- let's possible. pause right there.
0: So it took you a while to get to this point. You're a numbers guy by 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 actual nature. You're a total numbers guy. You love to see it, and it works. Your brain works that way. So let's take a, a contract that may not have had that sales experience because you have that background, and so do I with marketing and sales. So we understand it, but there's a lot of blue-collar people that don't understand it. But so let's break that down. You're saying we have a five thousand dollars job, okay? That's that's what you've bid that customer. Right. You're gonna take five hundred of that for paint. So there's four thousand five hundred left after that amount. You're gonna say, okay, my three guys. We'll just say five guys. My five guys are gonna take fifteen hundred of that based on the hours. Right, But when you're starting, that's, where I want to pause when you're starting, how did you start? Because when you're building your business, it's kind of, we get excited when we build our business, you know, and we are licensed and insured. And it's like, Hey, Johnny, come work for me. Hey, Frank, Hey, Susan, yep. like, we bring all these yep. people on. You have to stop though, before you even start doing that. You, and I call sure. it knowing your value. You have to know your own value, what you want sure. to make an hour. Sure.
1: And, and, you know, let me interject here. You know, you know, one of, one of my least favorite questions in the entire contracting industry is, and, and you'll see this on forums, you'll see this on groups, I already know you'll see this, see this on Instagram. How much should I bid this job for? It's 2,300 square feet. There's yeah, 20 doors yeah.
0: so, and 30 linear yeah. feet of and trim. It's like, I just
1: want to like type all caps and say, there's no way that we're going to be able to help you because we don't know how much it costs you to do the job, right? Yes, So so you need to know, like, how much is it going to cost you? Are you painting by yourself? You're pretty cheap if you're doing it by yourself. Or do you have a team of five that you need to pay to do this job? Exactly, exactly. It's not that it's not that I'm a numbers guy by nature, Robbie, but I will tell you that if you call yourself a business owner and you call yourself an entrepreneur, you better be a numbers guy. And it doesn't it doesn't take much. Really, in in our business, we we can calculate paint and labor. That's fine. If you're in flooring, Mm. calculate your flooring costs and your labor. If you're in roofing, same thing. Calculate how much the materials are and how much it's going to cost you to do the job. Start there. Start there. And then once you get advanced, you can start talking about your overhead expenses and your marketing and advertising, but start with the labor and the materials. And from there, you will see an increase in your sales because you're going to start pricing your jobs more accurate mm-hmm. no i you're you're exactly right 100 percent. and when we so
0: when i started so last year two i've only been having crews for two years that's been it and that was the biggest struggle i had was well i want to make x amount of dollars an hour i'm fine then i would bring these guys on and I was like, well that doesn't make sense because that's what i corporation x wanted to make but i have corporation z that i have to pay and and you're, you're you hit it on the head. You have to remember those other people. So then part of that though, and I think in the paint industry we're lucky. I, I can't speak for all blue collar, and I'm sure it works this way, but we get contractor pricing on our material. If you're not, that's the biggest thing as far as overhead and your you know what your business cost is. Is you need to make sure that you know your pricing on your material before you even get out there and start, you know, for paint. If it's you're gonna use a certain type of paint, how much is it per gallon? then calculate that out. Know how many gallons right. you're going to use. If it's pipe or plumbing. And, and this is nothing against box stores. But if you go, you know, I know Home Depot is a box store in Lowe's, but if there are if local companies that are smaller entities, they tend to give you contractor price and a lot better because your volume is going to be so much greater there. So they're willing to bring in what you need. Um, but let's go back to the analogy. So you have $4,500. You're, you're putting $1,500 aside to pay your guys. So you have 3000 left. That fifteen hundred dollars? Do you well for me? I equate a few hours over on that, just because there could be mistakes that happen. Do you find? That, do you do that, or have you? Are you past doing that with your with your guys? Because well, you know where they're at you can now, do, but you starting can do the up. Same
1: thing. Right. So so let's let's backtrack. You know, and and I don't want to call myself Mister Employee because when I first started. I did the 1099 thing and that's that's a great way to get started, but Mm -hmm. it's not a great way to build a business. So, you know, my analogy was post job where I'm saying, okay, I sold this job for five grand. Looking back, um, I spent fifteen hundred on labor. Looking back and going through my invoices, I spent five hundred on paint. But if we're backtracking and starting out and we're trying to figure how much to price the job for, we always overestimate. And, and here's how I do it. It's very simple. If I have a team of five, OK, I look at how much it's going to cost me to have them work an eight hour day. OK, mm-hmm. and what I'll do is I'll say, OK, you know what? This house is going to take us three days. So if, if it costs me five hundred dollars for those eight guys per day, I'll bid the job for three days, which would be. 1500 in labor. And then I'll look at the paint and I'll say, okay, I get my paint for, let's just say $50 a gallon for the analogy. I'm going to yeah. need 10 gallons of paint. Okay. I'm going to need 500 in paint. Now from there, you know, we look at it and say, okay, I'm pricing this job at $5,000. Okay. So if the total cost between the two things are, you know, using the analogy, $2,000, you know, we're pricing the job out at about a 65% margin. Okay. Now, really what we're saying is, is that at the end of the day, we're hoping to achieve.
0: Hey, Tanner.
1: Yes. Okay. I lost. Today you're hoping to achieve what? Oh, we're hoping to achieve uh, a margin of about 65% uh, profit. So, yeah. you know, narrowing it and down. And that's very doable.
0: Right. That is completely doable for the right. business. Right. At
1: all. That's high. That's high. But even if you get, make a 30% margin or a 40% margin, I mean, you're still operating a very profitable business.
0: You have to start somewhere where you're making, you can't be in the negative on your bank accounts. Um, when you started with your employees, what was the, we can have hours of conversation on this, but I want to stick to, I want to stick to building your business and, and where that money goes and, and whatnot. So you've, how many guys did you start out with when you first started after you, you know, were doing the bids? And then, how long did it take you to adjust? For me, once I got houses, it took me after three periods with, well, two pay periods about a month and a half, with my crew that I realized I had to raise my rates.
1: Right, and, and that's
0: so, a huge struggle. Yeah. Like, that was probably my biggest struggle, like telling joke customer, and I like to put myself as the customer. Like, man, thousand dollars, we'll just stick to on a paint job. I could probably do this myself. But now that I'm a painter, I know, I'm thirty feet. Sure. Um, how did you adjust that? Was it was it just break down? And would you add, and I, guys, and got asked me like, if you think it's going to take three days, but you're starting out your crew, make it four days. Get that paid right. for days. Give yourself that cushion. Um, and if the customer says no, they're not your customer. Don't right. adjust exactly. the price. Like I don't like exactly. that. Like like I don't like the question. Like how much should I bid this house? That's the second question. Well, I need the money. I get that, but don't lower your standards
1: because right you're your own value if you're lowering that dollar. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Um, well, to answer, you know, the first part of your question, how I got started, I painted. I painted for six months. Um, you know, we only did exteriors too because I wasn't confident in the people that I had to do a good job on the inside of a house. So when I started, yeah. man, you know, I was putting on painter's pants every day, and I was going in and painting, and then, you know, leaving the jobs and going, doing estimates. And I rallied up this team of people that have never painted before. Um, and, you know, that was how I got started because, you know, I didn't really think that I could afford a seasoned painter. Um, and, you know, the people that I interviewed, I just wasn't confident in, you know, to bring them on board, you know? Um, so I just kind of took the lead. I, I learned, I was, you know, I, and, and having some prior experience working with my, my dad. Um, I kind of just led the charge. And then once we started getting busier, um, I started attracting talent that I knew that I could pay for because I knew that I can keep the schedule full every week. Um, so mm-hmm. that's the first part of your question is, yeah, I painted for six months. Um, looking at the costs, um, you know, it was kind of cheap labor, to be honest, because these are people that have never painted before. These were friends from school or, or, or just in my, you know, local network of people that I knew that wanted to make some extra money. Uh, but once I started... Yeah. Once I started attracting talent and attracting people that, um, you know, had skill and were worth paying that extra um, that extra dollar, you know, it was a no brainer uh, to, to raise my rates. But I, I would say this, you know, to be honest, you shouldn't limit yourself to having rates. Um, in my opinion, I don't have set rates. I have I price all of my jobs based off of, again, how much it costs me to perform the job and what profit margin I'm trying to hit. You know, um, and for me, every job is different. I'll give you an example. The estimate I just left, um, it had a uh, smoke smell in the entire house. So the entire house needs to be oil primed um, from there. You know, this is only a thousand square foot house. But, you know, the entire house needs to be oil primed, finish coat on all the, all the ceilings, all the walls, all the trim, all the doors. And this customer wants it done within two weeks. Well, Robbie, I'm booked for almost four weeks, but... I'm willing to call a customer who's in that slot that they need and Mm -hmm. adjust that. So that's pretty valuable to somebody who wants to move into their new house, who's paying rent somewhere, who's going to have, who's going to be able to save a month of rent. So for me coming with a sales perspective, I'm saying they're not going to get my normal rates. I'm going to be doing extra for them to get their need met. So we're going to raise the price here. And, and, you know, if we look at a square footage pricing, Robbie, I, I, estimated that job on a thousand 36 square foot house at $5 a square foot. The price came out to 5,600 bucks. So you ask somebody, well, you know, what are you pricing out houses at? Well, $2 and 50 cents a square foot. Well, with all those variables that I just mentioned, $2 and 50 cents a square foot, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of factors to go in. So I, I never limit myself to just having set rates. I think, every every project presents a different variable uh that to me in in that specific situation Mm -hmm. is more valuable
0: well yeah every job is different and i don't whatever contract or line of work you're in we're painting is different from my standpoint because like you said you're doing the oil i do exteriors mainly but when we do an exterior like if someone has a dark colored house and they want to go white i literally have to paint their house twice that's right It, it just and and i and i tell them that so I get that question and I live in an HOA community and the, the the question for my customers is they want me to be like Costco. I want the best rate that I can see on a sticker. And I tell people like, I don't have a sticker. Um, I get made fun of on the inside of my business line for my family because of it. But I tell them like, I can look at a job now and that and I'm glad you did six months. I did a few years by myself um, just because we were moving it, but I knew when I started, okay, this job takes me this long. With another person, it should take me this long. You do those calculations. But I realized that, like, whether it's a $3,000 exterior or a $15,000 exterior, the business needs to make money. That's why you started it. And, And you can't, the initial, I think we talked about this, like, when you're starting to make money, it's like, yes, I have all this money. It's like, whoa, hold on. I have insurance. I have these certain things I got to do. I got to have my truck. Like I think you have vans or vehicles now for your business. I Am I do. wrong? Yep. You yep. do. And that's, that was a goal that
1: you had when sure. we first
0: talked. I don't think you actually did. And now no, you do. I was do. doing
1: trailers. I had trailers.
0: Yes. And I, and I'm taking your lead. I actually just got rid of our trailer because it's, there, there's certain very, there's valuable things in having a trailer and valuable things of having Absolutely. just one piece of unit. But um, the, the, the the question of how much can I do, if you're listening to this in your blue collar, whatever your business is, you determine your own price, not the customer. But there's other things like when you walk into a home, like you can tell, like when you meet someone, you can tell that, you know, if they have, you know, they'll I call it knowing your customer. You gotta know if they're your customer or not. And if they, you know, if a customer says, Well, I got another bid, my immediate answer is I would go with that other bid. And if they ask, if they dig more, I'll tell them like, "Hey, this is why my rate's at this because I can have." It. But I try to avoid that conversation as much as possible, because the minute they say, "Well, you know," example, we did a, I have a similar thing. This dude with selling his house, and the HOA has a letter on it, so he can't sell it without having his exterior painted because there's a, a letter attached to his name, like a lien. Right. And my bid was, he wanted it done now. And I'm like, Hey, I have to tarp your whole house. Like this is like three weeks ago. I'm like, I have to tarp it. We can do it. But you're looking at about 12, five. And he was like, well, I got a bid for 3000. I said, you know what? Go with that bid. Wow. And like three days later, he's calling me, well, Hey, the guy can't get to, I said, listen, my bid's not changing. I have to wrap your house. And that's when I went into the explanation of if you want it done, I can do, I call dominoes, like I can move a customer if I need to, but you know, this is what it's going to take three days, four days. I don't care what you can look at how much you're paying a day. I don't care about that to the customer, but like there's reasons why these costs And, and that's smart that you, you've learned over time, like, Hey, we need to get the smell out. You're using oil primer and those, those things for business owners, whether new or existing, are good ways to actually increase your job. You can add things that need to be done, not, not false things. That's right. You can add things that are building value to the customer's experience with you and your knowledge, because then that's going to be repeat or repeat from a friend because you did a good job. Like, you know, getting smoke out is not an easy job. So that's right. So I, I want to wrap this up for day two, but I want to kind of introduce what we're going to talk about tomorrow. So, You've created a program called Trade Thrive. I did. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. So everyone, stay tuned for Friday. We're going to have Tanner back on and talk about it. Until tomorrow, I am your host, Splash. You were listening to No Bullshit Blue Collar Podcast. And we'll talk to you tomorrow, Tanner. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.